Welcome to the Next Level Show, where we talk with people behind Next Level ideas, product, and technology that are changing the world around us. I'm Lubo Smith, the co-founder and CEO of STRB. And today we are doing something a bit different. I'm joined by Feder Filimonov, the CMO at STRV, to talk about the upcoming Art Basel Fair in Miami and why we are excited to be there, how did Web3 change the nature of this event in the last couple of years, and how STRV is planning to enter the tokenized economy. So let's dive right in. Hello, Feder. Hi, Lubo. Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, we are here to talk Art Basel. And I can't wait to actually hop on a plane in a very short period of time. You got your suitcase packed? I don't have my suitcase packed, and that's what I will need to do right after the podcast. But I'm excited about uh, heading to Miami for Art Basel and uh, yeah, seeing what are going to be all the cool experiences and all the cool events that are now shaking the, the Web3 community, because it seems like... Uh, Art Basel has been uh, taken over by tech and uh, and Web3 in the recent years. So I'm very excited about that. And I just wanted to uh, make a quick note that likely our uh, wonderful podcast today will be finished with uh, a random fire drill that should go on in about half an hour. So we have a hard stop uh, when we actually hear the fire drill. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to that. And Lubo, thanks for having me. I appreciate being on the show. And uh, I remember a few months ago when you came to me at work in the morning and you're like, Feder, I'm going to Art Basel. And I'm like, Switzerland? Like skiing? You go skiing? Like what's what's up with that? And you're like, no, Feder, Art Basel in Miami, right? So maybe for the listeners who are, you know, on the same level of, of sophistication as me, could you tell me a little bit about like what Art Basel is and like why are you excited about this event? Uh, well, Art Basel used to be a huge art fair, and of course, like the art scene in Miami is uh, is pretty popular and big. But it has really changed, I think, in a very similar way how South by Southwest evolved from mostly a music festival uh, or or something like that to be the prime location for entrepreneurs, startups, and tech people. I think we see the same shift with uh, Art Basel as well. And there's all the big players, especially like Miami is like a huge scene for crypto, NFTs, Web3. Um, and we, we have seen that, you know, in the recent years. I think like the biggest boom was, was probably Art Basel last year. I didn't go, but uh, that's the vibe that I got from the community. And as I was like going to events throughout this year, NFT NYC, NFT London, and so on, like I mostly see the same people there and they are all going to Art Basel as well. And when I see like the sheer volume of events and like, NFT communities and startups that are uh, going to be present there. I feel it's the it's the prime spot uh, when you are in Web3 right now to, to be there. And like uh, when I reached out to some of uh, my friends and partners uh, uh, from Web3 companies, they're all going. And I think it's very interesting that like an art fair that was established, I believe, in 1970s or something with the goal of like supporting local art. Yeah, I did I did a bit of my research, <laughs> you know, to uh, that 
the, its primary goal in the beginning was to support uh, the growth and development of local art. And now, as you mentioned, in the last couple of years, we see Web3 uh, is put, if not in spotlight, at least in context of this event. And we see this connection between art and Web3. And I was wondering, like, uh, how do you think this is connected and why this connection is happening? Well, I think the connection is, is very clear, right? Because that's how NFTs got off the ground pretty much. And that's one of the first use cases that we are uncovering. And that's the artists that are transitioning from Web 2 to Web 3 uh, because they see it as a brand new way how they can monetize their work, how they can uh, build up something digitally uh, rather than you know, selling the uh, physical pieces or maybe combining it. And frankly, like, that's the biggest adoption uh, in terms of NFTs. That's, that's the art. And it's not just the overpriced JPEGs that, uh, you know, they call it. But uh, definitely it's like one of the most prominent use cases uh, that has been already, uh, uh, like, uh, established and, and it's functioning. So I think that it's fairly clear why Art Basel, because that's where it connects, right? You have a lot of artists that are coming to those events and they are meeting with uh, the tech people and uh, mingling around, making connections, doing dope uh, stuff together. And I believe that I believe that's great, right? That you need you need these connections because like not every uh, artist is uh, also super familiar with uh, the technology itself and how they can leverage it. So they need to be making these connections so they can really build something unique. And of course, like there is uh, there is a few of these that kind of take on the full uh, the full load of like making a web3 experience and they uh, in some cases do the smart contracts themselves or like they do whole, the whole thing uh, but at the same time like if you are an artist um, I guess the uh, primary thing that you should care about is the art right and there is some tech element to it and of course like you need to understand it but uh, you should also partner up with the right people. Sure. And one one other thing that I would mention is that it's not just Art Basel. It's just gathering a lot of like-minded people in one area. And uh, there is probably like three to five other big events that are either happening shortly before or shortly, uh, shortly after Art Basel. Because you have the relevant people in the area, so why not uh, to to leverage it? And like clearly, Miami has become a hub uh, for for these people. And I think that uh, it's like last year I heard great things. I didn't go personally, but I think this year is going to be huge. Despite like we are in a deep bear market, um, but it doesn't feel to me that like. Uh, the community would be dying or anything. I think that, like, the, the community actually is extremely vibrant. Um, and, of course, like, some of the some of the projects are dying, and I think that that's, uh, that's been, like, uh, expected right at the very beginning, that, uh, you know, when we look at the mortality of startups, especially tech startups, it's extremely high. It's, like, somewhere in the 90s uh, in terms of, like, 
how many startups will actually make it to uh, like a decent round of fundraising or potentially how many startups are going to become a unicorn, right? That's like very, very low uh, percentage. And the same thing, even more aggressive, is happening in, in Web3 with all the NFT projects that uh, unfortunately uh, most of them are doomed to die um, at some point. But it does not really matter because there will be the ones that will be here for the long run. And I think that we can see some of those shaping up already. Um, so it will be it will be interesting to see like who is organizing the satellite events and uh, what are some of the creative ways how people uh, and communities think about promoting and uh, what they do and so on. Yeah, and you know, I think it, it has been said before, but I don't think it can be emphasized enough. Bear market, it's it's about natural selection, right? It's about survival of the fittest and of the strongest, right? And the dot-com bubble did not stop Amazon from reaching the heights it reached, right? And I think we'll see a similar thing happening with this bear market, especially in Web3, where you have to have a stellar product that solves a particular need. And there's a lot of use cases for this technology, right? So I think at the end of the day, I'm quite excited about the companies that will survive uh, this time. And I'm sure Miami, you know, will be a very thriving city during uh, the Art Basel. I see a lot of Web3 startups coming from that city. Yeah, definitely. And like, you are right that uh, it's actually very healthy for us to go through what we are going through right now because it's cleaning up the way for the good uh, project to really succeed. And it's giving them a lot of spotlight uh, while, you know, the projects that were a little scammy or a little weak in the foundation, they're fading away. So I think it's clearing out and uh, there is a lot of big brands that are coming to the space. Um, and uh, I would give a shout out to Polygon for uh, like doing a great work when evangelizing uh the blockchain technology and bringing the big, uh, the big players into the mix, like Adidas and uh, uh, Starbucks and and so on. Um, I think that like and there is a lot more. Uh, Nike recently launched their their project and Porsche is uh, about to launch something. If they did not do it already, uh, it should be happening. I believe any day by now. Um, and a lot of these big brands are coming to the space, and I think that's what's needed for the next uh, bull market to burst. We don't know when it's going to happen. It might be in a couple of months. It might be in a couple of years. Uh, hard to say. I can't predict. Uh, no one can. Uh, but it will be exciting, and I think that the next bull run will be with all of these strong players, and I can't wait to see that uh uh, happening because it will be it will be an exciting ride and um, fairs like uh, Art Basel, I think, are only helping to build those connections to like make the community even tighter and uh, like just hearing from people that like yes we are going everybody is going that to me feels like there is something on that and I always describe it as like you know. Now in Web3, there's probably like 50 to 100,000 of like core believers that are going from event to event. And uh, 
you kind of uh, see similar faces at, at those events. And slowly it's growing, but uh, I think it will be growing a lot, lot faster once we get a little solidified and uh, we recover from, uh, you know, the, the painful moments uh, with uh, some of the scams and, uh, and uh, bankruptcies and uh, insolvencies that uh, we have seen recently. For sure, for sure. Talking about the events, and uh, you've mentioned some of the satellite events, you know, that are happening this week. I saw a list of all Web3 related events for this week, for the week of uh, Art Basel. And wow, that list is long. There is a lot of things happening. It's going to be a hard week to navigate. So I was wondering, like, what are some of your top events that you are personally looking forward to? if there are any. Like, uh, obviously, we are throwing uh, a couple of events on our own. So uh, these are, uh, like, events that I'm very excited. One of them is uh, with a partnership with Polygon and the Future Party, uh, Catalina Whalemixer. That's on December 1st uh, in the evening. That will be a lot of fun. Uh, if uh, someone would like to show up, give us a shout out. We'll try to make it happen. Uh, we are also throwing uh, uh, a branch for the Board Ape Yacht Club community and the mutants uh, on, on Saturday at noon. Uh, so these are the, the two events where we uh, are part- participating very actively. Uh, but as you mentioned, there is uh, probably hundreds of other events and it gets extremely messy to navigate, so uh, we'll just uh, try to follow uh, the communities and, uh, and the project and, uh, you know, the, the individuals. So uh, something that uh, we have uh, on our roadmap is uh, a special pop-up with G-Money. Uh, so we're going there. There will be a lot of fun. I believe that uh, uh, Gary V should have a speech nearby right after that uh, as well as as well as uh, G-Money I think uh, so that will be fun definitely uh, going to the proof events uh, as you know the uh, early supporter uh, of, of proof I, I have to be there um, and then there is uh, some other events that we'll be going to as well I try not to like uh, overkill the planning so we also have room to meet with people that we want to meet with so uh, outside of the events it's going to be mixed with uh, a lot of meetings and just casual catching up and also like random encounters uh, which I always enjoy during those events because like sometimes you meet uh, wonderful people and like you might not realize in the first moment that they have, uh, you know, uh, something uh, interesting for you to uh, to tap into. But uh, yeah, some some great uh, connections can be uh, built that way. And of course, like going to these events uh, requires a lot of social battery. Uh, so I think people people should get ready for it. But um, I try to look at it from a perspective that, like, okay, like. I, I don't need to talk to 100 people, 100 new people a day. Well, but I would like to rather talk to less and like establish deeper connections uh, so I can then 
uh, it's manageable to follow up and maybe like explore more because what's the point of like just uh, spreading the contacts uh, and uh, then not following up. So that's the way uh, how I approach it. And in the end, like, you know, that's a, that's a long-term perspective that I have. If I talk to um, one or two new people a day, um, it sounds like a relatively low effort kind of thing. But put it in a perspective that you talk to 700, uh, well, I count weekends because like... I'm an entrepreneur, but uh, even if you don't uh, count weekends, um, let's imagine that you talk to six to seven hundred people a year. It's insane, uh, but relatively small effort that is repeated uh, with a decent cadence can bring insane results. And I think you can leverage that and apply it to anything and it's not just business and making connections and doing business development or marketing, but you can also apply it uh, in your personal life, in health, fitness. There's a great book that is called Atomic Habits uh, that uh, talks about establishing uh, those routines. And I have uh, found it extremely helpful on the business front as well as on the personal front when I want to introduce something new. Nice. Well, this podcast is already full of like shout outs <laughs> and nice tips. I love it. But maybe if we dig a little bit deeper, you know, because you have a lot of experience and you started uncovering this insight, right? You have a lot of experience of going to big events, not only Web3, a variety of different events. And I experienced it on my own skin. You know, when you are attending a big event, there's a lot of people, a lot of micro events happening at the same time your head starts spinning. So maybe for our audience who, like if somebody's going to be at a Art Basel this week or whatever other big event they will be attending, what are some of the tips you can give them to get the best out of the experience? Well, I always approach it in a way that, like sometimes I don't even get tickets to the main thing. For me, the biggest asset is being in the location with a lot of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And like oftentimes people approach me on LinkedIn, on email, and they are asking me to uh, just have random coffee, right? Um, I travel between Prague and LA. Uh, on my LinkedIn, it says LA permanently. Uh, and people will just uh, message me and say, Olubo, I'm in LA, would you like to grab coffee and so on? When I'm in LA, it's my second home, I'm not in a mood to like network per se, right? That, that when I like am in my home base, I'm heads down working most of the time. But when I go to a conference, my mindset shifts and I'm suddenly ready to meet new people uh, mingle and establish connections. And I feel that's the that's the core thing that should be leveraged on those events. You have a lot of uh, relevant people, like make sure that you reach out to your network to find out who is going. Uh, then second step, make sure that you schedule time with them because if you don't, then navigating only at the, uh, at the event or... Um, um, in, in the location where it's happening can get 
pretty messy and like people have like crazy schedules. I try like to only pick like maybe two, three events a day so I can still, you know, manage to do uh, the regular work and of course have have some chill time uh, so uh, my social battery does not get entirely depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, but that to me is uh, one of the best things how to leverage those fairs and, and conferences that you have people that have the mindset to meet other people in one location and you should be leveraging that. And if you enjoy uh, going through the actual uh, fair from like, um, you know, startup to startup and just talking to them and figuring out uh, what they do and, and so on. That's one thing, but uh, I rather establish smaller gatherings. And every time we go, I really like to have a centerpiece. Uh, and that centerpiece, and we have multiple this time around, to really have something where you can invite people. And so when you are proactively reaching out to somebody, it's not just like, hey, are you in Miami? Uh, let's meet up. But you are also offering them something, right? So we have these uh, two events. Uh, one of them solely focused on like what we do with uh, STRE, building next level digital products. The other one uh, focused more on what we are building with Enter, our new token gating and NFT ticketing solution. And then we have two communities that we are approaching. We are inviting them to come to our event, uh, establishing a bit of a relationship, or maybe that's already people that uh, we have a relationship with, so we can offer them something. Would you like to show up to our event? And then you take it from there, and maybe they don't have time to come to your event, but uh, there is an ongoing discussion, so maybe you just can grab a coffee with them throughout the week. Um, so for me, it's like leveraging the fact that people are in one location and then on the flip side, also having the centerpiece, which is the event. So when you are approaching them, you can actually provide some value. And like, uh, it's not a rocket science to put up uh, an event. So uh, I think that's why we see that like, some of these conferences are way beyond the, the the fair and like the satellite events pretty much take over the whole thing. Absolutely. And you've mentioned one of the events uh, that we're doing is powered by Enter, uh, one of the Web3 jams in our own STRV Labs uh, portfolio. Uh, could you elaborate a little bit on what Enter is and kind of the story behind the product? Yeah, 100%. And like, we have not really talked a lot about Enter. Uh, and it's, it's, it's changing. And like, uh, we uh, started very initially with the project in April of this year, uh, when I got an idea that, uh, you know, with the rise of all of those uh, NFT communities, there needs to be a better tool uh, or better solution to enable those events and experiences to really work hand in hand with what's happening on the blockchain. And that's where the uh, idea of token gating and NFT ticketing is coming from. Uh, Considering that we are STRV, we have managed to build uh, 
a prototype in uh, about two months. So we launched in the App Store in July. Uh, August, we started uh, doing first events. And since then, we have been adding a lot more functionality. And we have now a lot of interesting partners that uh, we are talking to about integrations and so on. I'm wearing a quantum hoodie uh, right now and quantum art. Uh, they have a great space in Santa Monica on the third street promenade. They use us for token gating the space. There is, uh, I believe, about 1,000 members, 1,000 token holders uh, that uh, can come to quantum space, hang out there, uh, work, meet with other like-minded people. And we provide the solution that helps them to verify that you actually own the token in a very safe and sleek way. Uh, so uh, even though you have uh, your tokens on a called hardware wallet, um, well, you can, in the safe place of, of your home, you can connect it with uh, our app, Enter, and uh, that way verify the ownership of the wallet. And then at the time you enter the venue, we just uh, scan a dynamic QR code. So... Uh, you can't really share the, the QR code because in a couple of minutes it's beca it becomes invalid. But we verify against the data that is on blockchain at that time of entering. So that's the token gating portion uh, of our product. And uh, we see um, the future in not just token gating, not just token gating events and spaces, but also like digital content experiences and basically anything that you want to put behind uh, uh, a token-gated access. And we combine it with a full-fledged uh, NFT ticketing uh, on blockchain. So uh, basically any kind of event that uh, you want to put out, we can do the NFT ticketing for it. And like one of the greatest benefits uh, of having tickets as NFTs is that you can like control what's happening with it on the secondary market. You can disable uh, the secondary market entirely. You can uh, take royalties on that uh, and uh, you can basically monitor what's happening with it. You can also uh, assure that, you know, the tickets are legit. There is only one collection. There's only one smart contract covering it. So something like fake tickets uh, or uh, something like that gets vanished entirely. And then the, the third piece that, that I would mention why we are doing it, it's a great way to align a community because suddenly you see who is going to the events and you can uh, give people certain rewards, right? If you've been to our previous events, then uh, maybe you get a discount or you get something free. And uh, then you can also cross-combine it. So um, when I was talking about like token gating online, maybe you give people digital content that they can access for participating in the event. And there's a lot of, uh, I could probably talk about this uh, uh, for a lot longer because I think our vision for Enter uh, is to allow people to enter the tokenized world. Um, and uh, there's a lot more. But I think as a sneak peek, this, this could serve uh, pretty well. The only thing that I would add is uh, that uh, we are building a, solution that is put together by degens, by people that are true believers, that are hardcore fans of Web3, but we are building a solution for everyone. So we want to make sure that like, yes, we know 
the language of Web3. We uh, do our GMs on Twitter. Uh, we can we can like go full on degen mode, but when we are thinking about building the product and the solution, like we want to build it for everyone, and we don't mind if you have a crypto wallet or not. Uh, we can set you up with uh, an email bound wallet through a great partner of ours, MagicLink. Um, and when it comes to taking payments for uh, for these events, we can support crypto. We can support fiat. Um, so that way there is no obstacles for mixing people together, right? Because if you are throwing an event, you don't necessarily just have attendees from that the community, but you want to have any attendees and you don't know what they want to pay with or what kind of wallet they have. Maybe they are fairly new and you want to onboard them in a very seamless way. So um, that's a sneak peek of what we are building with Enter. We're uh, very excited for Art Basel and uh, uh, doing the Ape branch. So if you are an ape, uh, definitely check out events.enter.xyz uh, for for our events. Or again, give us a shout and uh, we'll uh, be happy to set you up with, uh, with an event uh, ticket until uh, we have the availability, of course. For sure, for sure. Make sure to follow Anter on Twitter as well as Lubo on Twitter. I think <laughs> all of the all of the fun stuff, all of the real-time updates will be happening there. So if you want to make sure you're up to date with everything hot that is coming, that is happening, uh, make sure to follow those accounts. And, well, maybe STRV as well to provide a little bit of an extra. And But, I, Lubo, I think you've mentioned a very interesting thing, right? Um the product that is built by DGENs, for DGENs, that's one part of it, right? Building for people who know the tech, who speak the same tech language, right? Uh, that's one thing. But the bigger vision of onboarding broader audience, the mainstream, let me put it that way, to this world, that's where it gets interesting for me. Even more interesting for me, I would say, translating that tech talk into human talk, into business, real business challenges that are clear for people outside of Web3 space. And I think this is a pretty big challenge. And I would love to kind of get your thoughts on what are the challenges, you know, in terms of onboarding the regular folks uh, to Web3 uh, world and uh, selling them on the vision of Enter. Yeah, I we have started and like when we when we initially built the product, it was full of uh, these like Web three terms that are very very like specific to this niche market. And what we are on right now is the path to the uh, degenization of the product. That's how I call it because I feel like if we are going after mass market, we want to make sure that is as straightforward as possible for anyone. So removing those terms and replacing it with uh, uh, something a bit more generic. And I see I see this happening with the big brands when they are entering uh, Web3. They don't talk about NFTs. They rather talk about digital collectibles because digital collectible is something that... Uh, know people can relate to they 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 can guess what it is and you say nft like how many people in the world out of the seven billion ish know what an nft is today right probably you know not that many mm -hmm. uh, and you want to approach as broader 
uh, spectrum of the people as possible. So the the degenization is the way to go about it. And of course, like you can take different approaches, but uh, I believe that this is something that will help us to bridge the gap between Web 2 and Web 3. And uh, from STRV, we have experience uh, of uh, building uh, fairly successful products in, in Web 2. Uh, we still operate one of the biggest portfolio of LGBTQ plus dating apps with uh, 650,000 monthly active users, Cosmic Lade. Um, and uh, so so we have we have experience of what it's like to be building in Web 2. And I think we want to be uh, bringing that to Web 3. And uh, we definitely see it as a very appealing uh, opportunity that will probably unfold within the next decade or so. I love it. Degenization. I De- love the degenization, thing. yes. All right. I think this is a great way to wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you so much, Lubo, for sharing the story. And for all the listeners, December 1st, Scope Art Show in Miami, an event by STRV in collab with the Future Party, Polygon, and a couple of other exciting companies, curated list of pros from Web3 and entertainment space. Hit us up on Twitter. That would be the fastest way, either STRV uh, or Lubo directly. If you want to get in, we might be able to sneak you in somehow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get a lot of heat from the Future Party fan for that. Uh, and enter event, the Board Apes Brunch. Yes. Uh, we are on Twitter, enter.dotxyz. Uh, that's our Twitter handle. So you can hit us up there as well. And uh, yeah, it was exciting conversation. Thank you so much, Feder, for joining me and kind of switching the roles a little bit. So it was fun. Uh, I was able to share some of my uh, opinions and thoughts. Uh, it was very nice. And I think that we are just about to hear the fire drill. So we better wrap it up right here. So thank you so much. Thank you, Luba. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please follow us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And we'll be thankful if you leave us a review. That's it for now. Till next time on the Next Level Show. Next Level Show.